global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. Banks facing an early advance in U.S. stocks, which are extending, well, which are now little changed in their trally... Which are now little changed. We'll leave it at that. The S&P 500 is little changed at 1930. Dow Jones Industrial Average up about five points to 16,489. And the Nasdaq, it's down two tenths percent now or about eight points to 45.34. The 10 year Treasury up 1130 seconds. The yield 1.70 percent. The yield on the two year 0.71 percent. NYMEX crude oil down 1.3 percent or 43 cents to $31.72 a barrel. And COMEX gold is down two tenths percent or $2.40 to 1230. 60 an ounce. The euro is at $1.1012. The yen won 12.70. Consumer sentiment in the U.S. remaining stable last week and close to a three-month high, helped in part by upbeat views of buying conditions. The Bloomberg Consumer Comfort Index little changed at 44.2 in the period that ended February 21st. That compares with 44.3 the prior week. And orders for U.S. capital goods rebounding in January by the most since June 2014. Bookings for non-military equipment, excluding commercial Commercial aircraft jumping 3.9%. That was more than forecast after a 3.7% decrease in December. That was smaller than previously reported. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Kyle Moscow, thank you very much. This is an exciting day. The only thing you didn't do is bring the champagne. Uh, Peter Elliott, who is uh, in charge of our uh, restaurants and um, drinking establishments coverage, Bloomberg Briefs which, of course, everybody wants to get a hold of. Bloomberg's Briefs uh, Reserve is is the product. And if you have a Bloomberg, and, of course, who doesn't? Uh, everybody would want one. Dying Go. And there is a new Dying Go coming to a Bloomberg near you. And you're all excited by this. I am. Good morning, and gentlemen. it sounds, from what you were telling me, like it's going to be pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I gotta say, it's, uh, uh, you can teach an old dog new tricks. And if, and if we are able to pull this off the way that, uh, you know, Apple pulls these things off, I will indeed bring you both a bottle of very good champagne. Not oh, just the, we not just the junky stuff. Um, um not yes, Michael we are. Will fire you, but we have been, uh, that's true. We'll do it outside. Um, we, we have been working on developing a new dine. Dine is our dining guide and think of it like Yelp for the financial world and it works. Um, unlike Yelp, I'm happy to say, all around the world, everywhere there's a Bloomberg terminal. So from Sao Paulo to Tokyo to Hong Kong, where we actually have some of our uh, most affectionate uh, users, London. So uh, we're uh, starting to roll out the new product, and it's fascinating because it takes advantage of so many of the things that uh, we talk about in this room, namely the ability to find restaurants that you want to go to, find them particularly for the financial <clears throat> community. And um, I've been very excited to be working with a number of uh, – these fledgling reservation companies um, who are all competing with each other. So I really want yeah. Dine to be the place where... So we, uh, can, we can make a reservation on Dine Go. To yes, what we've like really it. found is that Open Table, which is the largest uh, reservation platform, certainly in this country, um, they bought up a company in London called Top Table. And that, you know, for the, for the Bloomberg audience, just the act of spending two minutes finding a restaurant that you ultimately get told you can't get into is a waste of time. So, <laughs> so, uh, so we've been really looking for products that are guaranteeing our clients the ability to get what they want, the 730 yeah. table, the 830 table. Just because of time, um, part of it is if you make a reservation, it's nice if you show up and the restaurant's still in business. <laughs> um, it's that time of year. I mean, we all know that. You know, you get through the holidays. and It's like the theater. Know, the it's like Broadway. Yeah, it's that time of year. What when, when restaurants go out of business, 
is it just presumed somebody takes their spot right away? What's that backstory? Ah, uh, well, it, it's it's the real estate story, and as you know, we could have our own program just on the just yeah. on the real estate. Sometimes yes, and sometimes no. Sometimes it just came up uh, uh, yesterday in conversation with with a with a client, Barbudo, a wonderful, terrific restaurant uh, down in the West Village. Barbudo has sort of been on a death watch for uh, almost two years now, and everybody says, "Well, you keep saying Barbudo is going to close, but in fact, it's still open." And the reason it's still open is because, luckily, Jonathan Waxman is a smart guy and his other restaurants are making money elsewhere so he's clearly talking to his landlords to find a way to come up with a decent rent deal which works for him so barbudo lives on in that space that's his particular story other restaurants are literally have people knocking on the door um, waiting for them to take over spaces others will sit empty for years and years and years for a variety of, of reasons but mostly landlords certainly at the moment feel the need that they can hold on and hold out for places that will come in and pay or groups that will come in and pay yeah. uh, higher rents mm-hmm. and they tend i'm sorry to say to win what 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 leads to a closing more often the fact that they run up against something like uh, know, the, what, the landlord yeah. or does, does somebody just get tired of you and i used to go to cocktails every tuesday night at Cereos at the pierre hotel just because we're massive hitters. Yeah. Mike, we don't anymore. No. There's that. Um, that is a, a more complex story. One, it is in a hotel. Two, it is in a very difficult space. Three, it is controlled by uh, the, the, the one word that, that restaurateurs dislike most in this city called the union. Uh, four, it's owned by Taj Hotels, which is a very powerful brand right now. Elsewhere in the world. So what's really happening in Syria is a story of what's happening elsewhere <clears throat> in the world. You know what? Taj is is a, a chain that is running hotels in India and running hotels in Hong Kong. They don't really give uh, too much about uh, what's going on at the pier. So they want what they want in that space. So that was a headwind for that particular restaurant that was even worse for them than the union, even worse than the two of you showing up on a Tuesday night. So every restaurant has its own particular particular and complex set of problems. Um, David Waltock, one of the most talented and beloved chefs in New York City, of um, you know, it's, it's closing Elan in a few days uh, in the twenties. So it, the, the closing of restaurants in the city is currently happening everywhere. Uh, no, it's 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 really a tough time. In the time left, um, it was mentioned to me the other day, and I actually got brave and went out and tried to do my Peter Elliott imitation. I went down in flames. Tell us how. How to buy cognac or how to order it in a restaurant um, well the, the, for the those of us not as attuned as you um, well I'm, I don't 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 I mean I would like to claim that I'm attuned to everything in the food world but um, you know one cognac or a grappa you know if you want to see see me on the floor scratching my belly <laughs> I mean it's a it's a hard thing to do of a but of I'm a at, Wednesday night I'm at a table in Boston or Washington I'm down in Washington and some guy goes, let's have a cognac. I'm like, oh, God, am I going to embarrass myself? Go. Yes. Well, I, I wonder then how you wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and appear on the air. But once you're once you're beyond the process of doing it, the simplest way, if you, you really don't know what you are doing, is to throw yourself on the mercy of a sommelier who should um, help you guide through the process. And the thing with cognacs in particular is, is that you're spending a great deal of money. It's not like you're spending $11 for a, yeah, uh, was, you know, you're not spending yeah, $11 for a a glass of wine, you're spending thirty, forty, fifty dollars on something. So you really sort of want to know that you're as like all things, when you're in what I call the Browns, cognac, whiskeys, bourbons, you really want to 
put yourself in the sommelier's head and say what it is that you like. Do you want peaty? Do you want light? Do you really want to roll out of the restaurant or just uh, keep going? So in the, in the cognac thing, you know, you're probably looking for the closest way to describe what you're feeling. Smooth, I want to go to bed in an hour. Something like that will help them help you this, get a terrific glass. This is why, you know, Reserve and, and Peter are so valuable because you learn Stuff like that. Hey, I was uh, looking, speaking of the new reserve, uh, you got an interview with Bobby Flay coming up. Bobby Flay was in this week. Speaking of somebody, you know, here is one of an, another New York icon, a kid who dropped out of high school, you know, became uh, uh, an icon uh, for his restaurant, Mesa Grill, in the early 90s, set the tone for the Food Network. Um, we had him in here on Monday for a really hard look. And here he is at age 51 asking some of these questions. This is a guy who wants to move to Italy just so he can learn Italian. But he runs two restaurants here in New York, Gatto and Bar American. And he says the pressure on restaurants, not just from the tipping thing, not just from higher costs, not just from landlords, right. but just the day-to-day grind of it is so hard um, that even he considers, you know, is it, when when is the right time to get out and how restaurants are going to start changing over the next few years. Can I ask a dumb question? And, uh, Only dumb is, answers. Well, does, does he have equity or something in Food Network? I mean, he was foundational. He, he the, was, and, success. and tune in tomorrow for Bloomberg Best, and you'll, and you'll hear his answer to that question, which I will gently hint goes something like, you know, Mario Batali, for, who's terrific in the kitchen, just reopened, just mm-hmm. opened a first restaurant in 10 years, La Serena down in, in Chelsea. Let's, in the end, doesn't have that kind of charisma. He's not a TV guy. He was a foundational member with yeah. Bobby. Bobby still has this boyish, energy that just radiates. So, no, he has absolutely no relationship with the Food Network other than what he does on them. I know nothing about Mr. Flay. I love how he always looks desperate. Yeah, He just always looks like the um, the store just opened. Tune into Bloomberg Best. You'll hear him say he's still a kid from New York who wants it bad. Peter Elliott, look for that Bloomberg Breast with Mr. Flay. Robert Flay? Bobby. Bobby Flay. Bobby Flay, baby. Bobby Flay. Uh, Gatto and Bar America. This has been a most interesting day. Sometimes, folks, the days... Are most interesting where the markets are just churning. Yen one twelve seventy nine, sterling rebounding a bit one thirty nine twenty. My curve flattening. It's still there under a hundred beeps, but some stability. Are we on the G twenty watch tomorrow, Mike? When's the photo op? Uh, it'll be after uh, we're done, but uh, we we will be on the watch over the weekend. Monday morning, you'll come in, and they design it that way. They don't want to. Why aren't you there? Are open. I mean, you were born to go to Shanghai. That's a too. darn good question. Yeah, it'd be great to Maybe have Michael McKee uh, in next Shanghai. I'll go next week. Yeah, and we'll look at Apple, I'll too, with a lot going on yeah. uh, tomorrow Chinese as well. Our future's up 14 again. The Dow 16,490. At 7, we've been quoting the 10-year yield all day, 1.71%. Now in a good three basis points. We are produced by Bowden Ken Fellio, our global technical director. It's Bloomberg Surveillance.